In the gospel reading, or the first reading rather today, we hear St. Peter on the day of Pentecost preaching to the people. And we hear him at the end of the reading say to the people, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Ask yourself what St. Peter would be saying if he were standing in front of us today. Just think of what happened in this past week in this very unfortunate state in which we live. The legislature passed, and the unfortunate soul we call our governor, signed legislation to make Minnesota a sanctuary state for anybody who wants an abortion or anyone who wants a sex change operation. We've now rolled out the red carpet and said anyone who wants to do immoral things is welcome here. The only positive thing that happened this week is I think the legislature at least was able to remove one thing that they were actually trying to make pedophiles into a protected class in Minnesota. Thankfully, at least they rejected that. But next week, guess what we have coming? The official Minnesota Thought Police. That's right, they are going to start keeping a database. It's already passed the House, it hasn't passed the Senate yet, but you can be guaranteed it will, and you can be guaranteed that Walls will sign it. And they are going to keep a database of anyone who says anything that they disagree with. Praise God, I will be near the top of their list. With great joy, I will be at the top of that list. But we need to recognize what it is that they're doing. I mean, this is, this is stuff you'd expect in China. This is not things that we would expect in the United States. And it tells us how far we have come from what we were supposed to be about. After all, there is something in the Constitution, as I recall, First Amendment actually, that says we have a freedom of speech. What they're saying is, at this point, you won't be arrested. We're just going to keep track of everything. In other words, there's another law coming eventually where you will be arrested, and they just need to know who's with them and who's not. Well, praise God. Gives us an opportunity to stand up and be counted. And that's exactly what we have to be about. So if we're going to save ourselves from this corrupt generation, and we look at what's going on, and God is clearly allowing the corruption to be shown so obviously that people have to make a choice. For years, the response has been, Ugh. look at what's happening, Ugh. look at this, Ugh. we don't care. Nothing bothers us as long as we have our McDonald's and our cartoons or video games. We just don't care. Let them take away all of our freedoms. Let them do whatever they're going to do. And if you have been paying attention, they're trying now to tell you, and they're setting it all up, to say you can't eat meat. Eat bugs instead. Now that sounds absolutely ludicrous, doesn't it? 
Ask Bill Gates. He's the one pushing this trash. Look at what they're doing to the sky. Look at what they're doing to your water. Look at what they're now doing even to your speech and to your thoughts. How long are we just going to sit back and go, eh? So God is allowing this to be able to help us to be able to say, I need to reject this garbage. I need to be able to stand for the truth. I need to save myself from this corrupt generation. How? St. Peter made it very clear. At the time he was telling the people they had to repent and be baptized. Well, we've already been baptized, we still need to repent. But we hear it in the gospel. Jesus said, I am the gate, the gate for the sheep. This is the way to be able to get in and out. The gate keeps the difference between the sheepfold and the outside world. So we have all this corruption that's going on around us, but we can actually enter in to the sheepfold. Or if we put it a different way, you and I have the means of entrance into the sacred heart of Jesus. In the sacred heart of Jesus, there is nothing but truth. There is nothing but charity. There is nothing but peace. You look at what's going on in this state in which we live. There is less and less truth. There is less and less charity, and there is certainly not any peace. And so if we're made for the truth, and we're made for love, then we need to enter him. More than that, we're made for life. And Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Look at what they're doing. They're saying anyone who wants to kill, come on to Minnesota. Anyone who wants to mutilate themselves, come on to Minnesota. There was a study that just came out yesterday out of Sweden that these people that are calling themselves transgender, remember God only made males and females, period, but these people have a 56% higher suicide rate. This is gonna solve all their problems, right? This is going to make them free. This is going to make them happy. They're killing themselves, literally, because they are denying who God made them to be. They're denying the truth. They're denying the love, and consequently, they are denying their own life. God came that you might have life, but you can't have God's life unless you have truth and charity. And that's what we have to be about. Now, if we're going to do this, Considering again what this law that's probably going to be passed in this next week, allowing the thought police 
They even actually went so far, they asked the woman who was the sponsor of this bill, if someone were to say, for instance, that COVID-19 was a bioweapon or something, oh no, that, that's automatic, that goes right on the list. They said, okay, what about if somebody wears a t-shirt or something that says, I like J.K. Rowling's, because she said something about these people who are having sex change operations. And the woman said, we'll have to leave that up to the attorneys. So we're going to have lawyers deciding whether or not your thoughts are acceptable. Is that what you want? We got to stand for the truth. And I can tell you already, the truth will not be acceptable. Jesus has never been acceptable to these people, and Jesus is the one who said, I am the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So that means each one of us is going to have to make a choice. St. Peter said in the second reading, if you're patient when you suffer for doing what's good, that's a grace from God. Because he said that's the very example that Jesus left for you. Jesus spoke the truth and people didn't like it in his day. And it cost him his life. And by costing him his life, he has obtained life for us. And he wants us to have that life abundantly, not a little bit, abundantly. But that means we have to follow where he leads. That's exactly what he told us in the gospel, that he will call out his own sheep and he will walk in front of them because they hear his voice, they recognize his voice, and they follow him. So you have to ask yourself right now, do I recognize the voice of Jesus? Is he really my shepherd? It's one thing to give him lip service. Lip service isn't going to get us anywhere here. We have to choose whether we want to enter through the gate or whether we want to stay out. Whether we want to get out of the corruption of this world or whether we want to stay in the corruption of the world. That's the choice we've got. And we must understand I know that people think I'm nuts because I keep talking about this, but now you can look it up. You can see it yourself. But more and more people, even in the secular media of all things, are saying the same thing. This is a battle between good and evil. Do we understand that? This is a battle for your soul. So this isn't something you can sit on the sideline and go, ugh. We have to stop playing what Minnesotans have been playing for the last number of decades and doing nothing and caring about nothing. And we need to say, I'm going to choose. They're all saying the same thing. I've been saying it for years and people don't like it, but I'm going to say it again. Every last person on the face of the earth is going to have to make a choice. And it needs to be a 100% choice. It is either for Jesus or it is for Satan. There is no in-between in this one. And if you want to hedge your bets, then you're choosing Satan. 
Yeah, I kind of want to be with Jesus, but I'm not sure. Then you're choosing against him. It's got to be 100%. It's for or against. And do you see what God is allowing for us to live in this corrupt state? He's allowing for us to be able to look at this clearly and say, I'm rejecting this trash. That's what we have to be able to do. So this is what, well, maybe a few weeks ago it would have been a more of a challenging decision to make. They're making it a whole lot easier because it's so blatant. It's so in your face. They're not even trying to hide their agenda. And so we need to make a choice. Do we want Jesus to be our shepherd? Or I guess in this case, do we want walls to be our shepherd? Do we want life or do we want death? Do we want the truth or do we want a lie? Because that's what's being given. Again, if you want to know how much these people really care about you, notice that you didn't hear one single word about any of this. Why didn't they tell you that this is what they were voting on? Why didn't they tell you that this is what was happening in your own legislature? Because it's an agenda. Because they don't care about you and me. All they care about is serving their master. And we do have to give them credit. They serve their master very well. They are very devoted to their master. Now you and I have to ask the question, am I devoted to my master? Listen again to what St. Peter said in the first reading. God has made both Lord and Christ this Jesus whom you crucified. Ask yourself now honestly, not is Jesus Lord, we know that objectively. Ask it subjectively. Is Jesus my Lord? To be Lord means to be the master. It means in this case to be the shepherd. It means to be the one that I will listen to, the one that I will follow, the one whom I will obey. These people obey Satan without a second thought. And look at what they're doing. So we've got a choice. The gate is right in front of us. And the gate is Jesus Christ. He is Lord. But we have to choose to make him our own Lord. He isn't going to force it on you. If you're willing to enter through that gate, you're saying no to a corrupt world, and you're saying yes to truth and to love and to life. And he didn't just come so that you can have a natural life. He came so that you would have supernatural life, the grace of God, that you would have it abundantly. That's what it is that he's offering you. And in the face of all of this rotten stuff that's going on right now, I hope that we will all run for that gate.
and burst through that gate into the pasture, into the sacred heart where we will find peace for our souls. That's what Jesus is offering, the truth in the midst of lies, charity in the midst of all the evil. He wants your soul, and so does Satan. You have to make a choice of who gets it. Satan is a thief, a robber, a destroyer, all the things Jesus mentioned in the gospel. Jesus is the gate. He came that we would have life and have it abundantly.